wanting to get a real shower, not a Gatorade bath, because I want to get focused on Alabama. They got a five, six hour head start. So I'm not, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not interested in celebrating that. We'll look back on that that win and that'll be great, but we're focused on the task ahead. That's that's the objective. And that's what our guys, you know, they worked their tail off for three to four weeks to get this opportunity. And it was a one game season. And now it's another one game season. I'm not focused on Gatorade bass. But you guys, gave us a lot of really positive rat poison. The rat poison that you usually give us is usually fatal. But the rat poison that you put out there this week was yummy. <laughs> oh, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, I know you'll explain it here in just a minute, but you don't got yeah. a can, so here you go. No. <laughs> the national championship, brother, one of us has got to be popping a top, you know what? Oh, Mike, I can't explain. I am about four or five in right now. It's just here in California, you know, they're fancy. They don't let you drink out of a can. They gave it to me in glasses. <laughs> what you doing in California? This is how the other half lives. Uh, I got sent out here, man. Work. Um, uh, actually, I, I, you know, it was a good thing. It was a good trip. They sent us out here. It's a little bit of a celebration of last year. Mm. Uh, we're in, uh, uh, what is this desert called? Palm Springs mm-hmm. in, in California. I don't know if you, have you ever been out here? I have, yeah. I've been out there for uh, Coachella. Mike, I got to be honest with you, brother. I don't know. I don't know who settled this area, but I imagine that somebody made the long track from the east to the west, uh-huh. and they stopped right before they got to the ocean, you know? And they said, <laughs> you know what? I'm not walking anymore. I understand there's no grass and there's no life around here. We're going to create neighborhoods and golf courses. That's what it feels like when I'm out here. <laughs> I'm sure it's an acquired taste, man, but I'm really struggling, you know, coming from the Smoky Mountains where I'm surrounded by the National Park air, you know, and it's kind of like a park, but it's like a park with no trees, you know. There's absolutely no green unless it's artificial and and uh, I, 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 I'm going to need some more beers to, to start appreciating the culture here. So, uh, but other than that, Mike, everything is great. Do enjoy the fact that I get to watch a national championship and not be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Uh, three hours behind schedule. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I've always complained about uh, whatever time zone this is, but uh, now I get to enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, wait, it could always be worse, brother. You could be in Indianapolis right now with the rest of uh, the Alabama, Georgia, (laughs) the fans, the players, the coaches, because it's about 10 degrees there from what I understand. So, hey, at at least you're beating them uh, when it comes to that. You're going to be kicking it by the pool, watching watching the game, 70-degree weather, aren't you? I tell you what, Mike, I I ain't going to lie. If they would have told me that our tickets would have been in Indianapolis, I would have been even more excited. I wish I was there. I wish I could see this game. I can only imagine the prices of the tickets, but uh, I think everybody would like to see this matchup except maybe Auburn fans, you know? (laughs) I mean, they would like both teams to lose if that's possible. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, obviously this is going to be a national championship preview show. We've got Brett Sianca, pick six previews. He's going to preview the game, make his official selection here before Shane and I do the same. But, you know, before we get into the game, Shane, just – you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, let's tackle it from a Georgia perspective first. You know, all that's on the line for Kirby Smart and company, you know, you and I, along with, you know, the vast majority of college football, praising this Georgia team, maybe the greatest defense of all time, clear number one for the vast majority of the season. And, yeah. you know, what just, just imagine – you know, looking beyond 1980 and that joke, I know Georgia fans are ready for that to end, but this felt like the year. And, man, it, it would just be catastrophic here if you lose two out of three to this Alabama team. It's not even an all-time Alabama team, if you ask me. 
in a span of, of two, you know, your two biggest games of the season. Mm-hmm. What's the magnitude of this game, not only for Georgia, but hell, all of, uh, you know, the Georgia program moving forward, do you think? Oh, my God, Mike. I mean, think about it. How many successful athletes have came out of Athens, Georgia? You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, this is a team that has been loaded with talent talent many years since 1980 and has many opportunities to win national championships and somehow fumble it along the way. Right. So when you hear the 1980 to me, Mike, I saw an interesting tweet the other day. Somebody said, you know, Cincinnati Bengal fans have not been able to send a text to their friends about winning a playoff game because text messages weren't invented the last time they won a playoff game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I can't help but wonder what, you know, Georgia fans since 1980 have never had the opportunity. There's people, there's a lot. I would say a, a vast majority of the Georgia Bulldog fans have never seen a national championship one. And and even when they did in the 80s, maybe they were too young to appreciate it. So I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I think that this is a it's – the, it's the elephant in the room. It's, it's the monkey on the back. It's whatever uh, metaphors you could come up with, Mike. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the time, man. This is the time because guess what? Georgia, I don't know, is – I don't think – I don't know. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, but I don't know if Georgia is going to be as good as they were next year. And I think Alabama is going to be better than they are this year. So, right. back in my mind, I'm like, if not now, then when, brother? And, uh, you know, looking at the flip side, Shane – Georgia right now has got a commanding lead on everybody in the SEC East. If you manage to win this game, you you exercise all those demons, the Nick Saban, Alabama, and you got to believe mm-hmm. that with the talent being reeled in there by Kirby Smart and company, not to mention the, you know, they have signed two five-star quarterbacks mm-hmm. back-to-back. There's mm-hmm. rumors that they could be bringing in Caleb Williams from Oklahoma potentially. So, I mean, there's so much momentum with the Georgia Bulldogs. And I think if you're Kirby and company and you win this one, you can sell to everybody, hey, Nick Saban, he's already lost two now to his former assistants. You know, the game's behind him. He was the past. We're the future. And I think there'd be be a lot of legitimate uh, seed of that. But, But you cannot sell that with an honest face until you beat Nick Saban, until you beat Alabama. And this is the game where it's got to start if you're uh, Kirby Smart and company, don't you think? Oh, for sure, Mike. I mean, this is – I guess you say flip side. I mean, we're going to – you're going to notice a, a theme in this show of Georgia has a shot, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> the fact of the matter is Alabama has owned it. Nick Saban has owned everybody in the – I mean, yes. You you got one uh, one of his assistants finally beat him Texas A and M but you know he's still in the college football playoffs and he's still being dominant this team's still you know still getting things done so mm-hmm. I I don't know Mike I, I'm with you I, I mean we could paint the narrative that this is Georgia's year and we can eat just as easily turn around and say that Georgia has no shot because Alabama owns them right well yeah and that's what I was going to ask you next Shane because. If you're Alabama, you're Nick Saban, and you turn around here and win the national championship, when for, like I said, months and months, we were all praising Georgia. This is the team. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's going to do it. This is the best defense Kirby Smart's ever had. Yet, yeah, you turn around and you, you spank them twice on national television. You win yet another mm-hmm. championship. You got Bryce Young coming back. You got Will Anderson coming back. Arguably your two best players, maybe the two best players mm-hmm. in the country, coming back <laughs> next season, and they're probably going to lose Jamison Williams just because he's so good. He's probably going to go off to the NFL. But that was a guy you brought into the from the, via the transfer portal. And, you know, right. what program is going to be better than Alabama to sell itself to the transfer portal? Like, literally, literally if they have any kind of hole, they had two last year. It was that linebacker and receiver? They got Henry Toa Toa and Jamison Williams, the two best players in there. I mean, they're just going to do that year in and year out as long as we got this damn transfer portal. So, you know, this could just be Nick Saban just laughing all the way to the bank and saying this this damn run is never going to end as long as I'm sitting here in Tuscaloosa. And he's probably right. And I think that's what's on the line for Alabama and company should they win Monday night. Do you agree? 
Well, that's what I'm worried about. Nick Saban showing up in a leather jacket, you know, cracking jokes. This it makes me feel like that he knows something we don't, you know. But uh, going back to this, I, you know, this is turning into a rivalry because mm-hmm. of, of the last four matchups. But there was a tweet that Ross Dellinger put out, and I don't know if you saw this, but it says digging into some Georgia Bama stats. They played 240 minutes of football in their last four meetings: 2017 national championship. 18 SEC, 20 uh, regular season, and 21 SEC. Mm -hmm. Georgia has either led or been tied for 171 of those minutes, or 71% of the time they're 0 and 4. You know, I mean, it's not that that Georgia hasn't been able to compete with Alabama. That's the thing they have, but they just haven't been able to close it out. Mm -hmm. So – I think, and I'm going spin zone here, Mike, and I, I'm not tipping my hat just yet, but I think the 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 fact that these guys got to play each other for an SEC championship, who do you think? Let me ask you, who do you think that benefits? I think it benefits Georgia, but I'm curious what you think. Hmm. You know, I honestly, I think I think it favored Alabama because I think okay. until that point. And us included, you know, we both picked Georgia to win the SEC championship. They look like a team of destiny. They look like, hell, they had not been tested since the season opener. Uh, mm-hmm. Then when Alabama turns around, and remember, they, <laughs> it's so hard to remember something that just happened a month ago, but they damn near lost the Iron Bowl. A lot of people say they should have lost the Iron Bowl to right. an Auburn team that's lost seven games now. Now you turn around and, and beat the pants off of Georgia. Now – most people picking Alabama. So I think that gave Alabama confidence. And, and at, you know, I don't know if I'd go this far, but you could say that game exposed Georgia and showed them mm-hmm. that they, you know, maybe, they, maybe they took a, you know, I think based on what we saw in Michigan, you can't say their confidence was shaken because they turned right around and <laughs> put the whooping on Michigan. But it, should they get down against Alabama? What's that going to do to their company? You just talked about finishing. Hell, they can't finish strong. What if they don't start strong? How are they going to finish right. strong if they get into a hole here in the national championship game? And that's my biggest fear if I'm a Georgia fan is what happens to us if uh, particularly, you know, I hate to keep bringing this guy up because I feel like we're dragging him through the mud here, but what if Stetson Bennett throws an interception early in the in the ball game? Where's his confidence at? Mm-hmm. Right. But, Mike, again, and I know that it's, it's Michigan and we've made fun of them, but you know, Georgia came out and played what Georgia has been doing all season long. You know, I, I think when you look at the games that Georgia's played this year, the only one that you could look at and say was an was an absolute mess was the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And it felt to me like they got some shit right this week, Mike. It felt like that Michigan game, they finally got back to their roots and – and and maybe Alabama was the the wake up call because they were they came in confident they were expecting a victory and they got punched in the face right so that's why I think that it benefits Georgia because they can learn from those mistakes so yeah can Stetson come out and make a mistake absolutely but they also showed that that I I think against that Cincinnati game that that Young's human he's he's not. To a Tagovoya, however you say his name, you know I'll never get it right, but you know what I'm saying. It's just he he he's not that. I don't think he's that caliber yet. He's very young. He's still got a lot to learn, and he's shown me that you know under the right circumstances, under the right pressure, that he's human. So mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know. I think the college football playoffs, you know, not just not just the SEC championship, but the game after that you know was eye-opening to me to to remind us and there's a reason that vegas has georgia favored right now because i think georgia took the biggest step forward from that sec championship yeah and speaking of that shane if you missed it let's uh kick it over to jordan davis the the mountain of a man down there in athens he had some pretty interesting comments here over the weekend this was from saturday morning uh let's kick it over to jordan davis Jordan, what what did they do specifically, Alabama, against you to make this difficult in that SEC championship game? Honestly, in the SEC, it was just, you know, down to mental execution. You know, it was a couple of plays that we busted, and they got big, big plays on. And, you know, just, um, you know, I'd say we was, wasn't was as conditioned as we should have been, uh, especially, you know, on my part. 
And uh, definitely, uh, you know, this week we've been working hard. Coach Smart's been working us hard. And um, actually, you know, I'm about to go run right now after this meeting. So, you know, it's definitely about pushing yourself to the next level. Um, you know, you just want to do things, you know, this is all, this is for all the glory. So if you're not pushing yourself to the absolute limit, then it's kind of like, you know, what, what are you here for? All right, Shane. So, I mean, Hey, this guy's got me by about 200 pounds yet. He's, he's out here going running where, where I should be. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Georgia sounds pissed hey. off and motivated like they were against Michigan, don't they? Hey, I tell you, brother, if Georgia could win a natty, I guarantee every single fan would go out running with him. <laughs> Do anything it takes to win a national championship. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think that's one thing about the SEC championship game. You know, I think about that Georgia Tech game and, and just what a waste of space that is on the on the schedule mm -hmm. going into that championship. I think, you know, you get a little complacent. Maybe that's what happened with Georgia, and it just kind of rings that effect when you hear Jordan coming out and saying kind of the same thing, you know. And, I I mean, Jordan is huge and a massive man and, and, and is great at run blocking. And But I, I think what we need to see, though, is just some more pressure. You know, N'Kobe Dean – came alive during that that last college football playoff game you know that's what we need to see we need to see some energy some speed some rush on young back there to 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 rattle him and and keep the pressure on him all game long mm -hmm. now shane before we get to our interview before we get to our picks i did want to run down a couple uh prop bits so i sent you over okay. a couple i don't know if there's any that caught your eye but uh, I'm going to give you every a, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a couple that I really like, Shane. You let me know what you think. But uh, James Cook, Georgia, running back, over, under. You may think I'm going rushing yards. I'm going receiving yards because uh, over at uh, Bet360, 19 and a half receiving yards. I'm going way over because mm -hmm. James Cook's just an explosive athlete out of the backfield. And if Georgia's going to have success in this football game, they have got to get it in James Cook's hands as many times as possible. So I think it's, uh, you know, 20 receiving yards. I think that's a that's a given. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like that. Hey, oh, well, speaking of, are you going to do all of them or, or are we going to just pick some of our favorites here? Because uh, I did have a question. Uh, one, one of them that you put out here, it says, will either team score 50-plus points? And I just want to make sure – that you're saying will either team score more than 50 points, not collectively, individually. Right. And so – Okay. Yeah. If, oh, if you okay. That makes sense. Negative 1,000. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. odds are stacked significantly against you on a bet like that. But who knows? We, we could, could be getting a blowout here. There's also odds out there for uh, if a quarterback will uh, finish the game. And someone on Twitter asked, now, what happens if it's a blowout and, and they bring in the backup? Yeah. Does that count? I'm sitting here thinking, this is freaking the Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama in the national championship. Absolutely. Who the hell's going to blow who out? I mean, I, I don't, I don't yeah. see a blowout coming to you to where we're going to get some junk time here for one of these backup quarterbacks. No, I, I think you're getting a little bit of that two effect. You know, I, I always notice these, these, these bets because you see who, who will throw a, a like, well, Anybody other than the two quarterbacks throw a, a pass, you know, just because we saw it last week. You know? right. it's, like, it's like, well, maybe it happens again, you know. No, I would take the opposite on that. But one of the one of my favorite ones here, Mike, uh, has to be, and it's, it has nothing to do with football. It says, which would be first said, the Bulldogs or Tide? And I'm thinking Bulldogs. I, I, I just mm. – I, I think that they're going to come out that the, they've already kind of created the narrative that the Bulldogs are going to have this opportunity. Not to mention they're going to – I was thinking in my mind, you know, they're going to consider Alabama the home team. So if you're saying the Bulldogs versus the Tide, you know, mm. so I, I, I like that. It's a 50-50 bet. It's a coin toss there. And then uh, this one's got a little bit more odds in favor of Saban, but – which will be first said, Saban or Smart? Now, I know you guys came here for hard hitting analysis, but I'm thinking it's Saban, gut feeling. Yeah, without a doubt, they're going to mention the greatest college coach of all time. I mean, you, you have absolutely. To, I cannot remember the the last time, if it's ever happened, that uh, Nick Saban was coaching in a football game and they mentioned the other guy first. You know what? 
Yeah, me either. No, (laughs) they're going to talk about Nick Saban winning yet another national championship. And then you're going to see the picture of all the other coaches in years past and how much farther further ahead he is, you know? So that's what it is, you you know, and and rightfully so. Nick Saban's earned that. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about Alabama. We were talking about the changing of the guard. Maybe it's Georgia. Maybe it's one of these other teams stepping up. But the fact of the matter is it's still Alabama's to lose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nick Saban, he's changed. He's not – if you look at the offense, you look at the defense, it's the, when he first stepped on that field at Tuscaloosa, they're not running anything close to what they were running there or what he was running down at LSU. He's, he's – the what impresses me most about Nick is his ability to just change, you know, and you would think when you talk to him, he's a, he's a stubborn old man and there's no way he's going to ch- – but he does, man. And that's why he stays at the top because he's always ready for the next big thing. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, that's what Kirby and company has got to overcome in this matchup and and finally put that demon to rest. But, hey, before we make our picks, there's two more prop bets that I really like now. You, okay. You can't bet on both of these, I wouldn't think, because uh, – unless you're really just playing the long odds here, but first player to score. This is always one of my favorite prop bets for the Super Bowl. I I love that they have Mm -hmm. it for the national championship game, but I got one for each team that, uh, you know, these guys are not the favorites to score first, but I like their chances and they're further down the board. So you're getting better odds, I think. And it starts with me, Shane, Alabama tight end, Jaleel Billingsley, 20 to Mm -hmm. one to be the first touchdown in the ball game I, I like his odds and then if you believe George is going to score first I'm going with A.D. Mitchell the freshman receiver 30 to 1 I, I love those odds so uh, oh man now if a quarterback throws it to one of these guys and they score these guys get credit so that the quarterback does not get credit for that unless he rushes it in himself so that's kind of why you know You'd think the obvious is Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett, but mm-hmm. they those are not considered first touchdowns. They don't get it. It's it's the player it's the player that physically crosses the goal line. Yes, and and here's what I like to do on these bets, Mike. I like to pick one a little bit more conservative with a larger amount, <laughs> and then I like a, I like a wild card. You know what I'm saying? So my conservative one is going to be Brian Robinson. Clearly, uh, probably going to put a little bit extra juice on that one. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to follow it up. Not too far. Uh, not not too much of a wild card. But like you said, James Cook. I think what he showed last week, he, he has to be a factor. And um, nothing against Zeus and and Zamir White. I I think because when I think of this, I mean, you never know. It could be a a 99-yard pass that stops at the one-yard line. Well, who do you bring in? You know, (laughs) Zeus is going to take it across the line. So that could happen. But I just think that uh, they're going to have to make Cook more involved. involved. It can't just be a Bauer show. They got to have some some other players stepping up. And uh, Cook shows that he could do it you know, as a running back and a receiver. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, hey, the moment of truth. Before we get to our picks here, let's kick it over to our interview. Pick six previews, Brett Sianca. Uh, this is a quick interview. Just preview the national championship game and make his pick. So let's kick it over to our interview with Brett. All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by my man, Brett Zianka, owner of Pick 6 Previews. Give him a follow at Pick 6 Previews, the most accurate college football magazine for the 2021 season. Brett, thanks for joining me once again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mike. And um, it's fitting for the national title preview to come on to an SEC show because, uh, (laughs) you know, obviously we have an all-SEC title again, the first time uh, in a couple years. 2017 we had it 2011 i believe it was mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm starting to think maybe we should just move the national title to atlanta permanently keep it down there in the sec's footprint <laughs> hey well i'm glad you referenced the sec championship game because before we break down this national championship game between alabama and georgia of course i just wanted to get your thoughts brett did you know how big of a surprise was it to you that alabama more, you know, I don't want to say they dominated that game because, you know, Georgia jumped out to a 10-0 lead, but pretty much from there on out, Alabama did control it. Any surprise from you that, uh, 
you know, Alabama basically won that thing going away? Yeah, well, I was surprised when Bama had the ball going against Georgia's defense. I mean, because uh, coming into that game, we were tweeting about it and talking about it that Georgia's defense was the best statistical defense we'd seen since the 80s, since Oklahoma in 85 mm-hmm. or 86. So this was a historic, you know, best of, of a generation defense statistically. Um, and then to, to see them, you know, give up 34 points, and then obviously the pick six wasn't their fault. But, um, yeah, to, to see Alabama throw for that many yards and Bryce Young to really go claim the Heisman against uh, the best defense in a long time, that was shocking. Uh, and to your point about it being, I think the score was a bit misleading. And you see a lot of the pundits on TV saying how it was a blowout in the first round. Uh, it'll be another blowout this time. I, I disagree. Yeah, it was a 17-point spread, and I don't want to do the what-if game, but if they execute down in the red zone there, if, if Bennett uh, doesn't throw those two picks or the pick six, I mean, you have a completely different game. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't want to do the what-if again because he did throw them, but I'm just saying that you know, statistically and yardage-wise, and they were moving the ball just fine on Alabama, just got to execute in the red zone. So, um, And then uh, to fast-forward to the upcoming game here, I'm based out of Pennsylvania. I'm up in the Northeast and uh, the people up here are upset that it's an all-SEC title game. I disagree. I, you know, I'm excited for it. It's, these two teams are 1A and 1B. They've established that uh, in the recruiting game, on the field, coaching staff-wise. So I'm, I'm really pumped about this game. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think it would be different if we were still in the BCS era and Alabama just beat Georgia and then they turn around and say these are the two best. I mean, at least you got to make them earn it in the college football playoff semifinals, which they clearly did. But it was hard not to watch the SEC championship and come away thinking these are the two best teams in the country, which certainly looks to be the case. So what will be the keys to the game Monday night that uh, you really be focused on heading into that matchup? Yeah, well, I think first on a broad note, just the, the sheer star power on the field is going to be impressive. I mean, you talk about these two rosters, they're 1A and 1B in recruiting every year. Uh, there's 33 five stars in the game, and that's more than the entire Big 12 and the Pac-12 combined. So you're talking about just sheer star power, 107 four-stars for what it's worth, but uh, just incredible. So I'm excited to see that. Um, I'm excited to see the Heisman winner go against that great defense again, a second round of it. Um, and I'm also excited to see uh, some coaching adjustments. Everyone likes to talk about Nick Saban with the extra month of planning, and obviously he deserves all the credit he can get. But I'm also curious to see Kirby Smart here with an extra month and another shot at this Alabama offense. Um, I think one key when Georgia's on defense, uh, last round they, they brought a lot of pressure up the middle on Bryce Young, and mm-hmm. that flushed him to the outsides and allowed him to scramble. That's what he does best. He's very creative, very elusive, and uh, he can make you pay on the ground. So I think a slight tweak that can make the difference is instead of bringing pressure up the middle and flushing him out, try and contain him, bringing pressure off the edge. Um, I know that's easier said than done going, at, going up against Evan Neal, an All-American tackle for Bama. But I think that you know, slight tweaks like that with an extra month of prep could be great for Kirby Smart in Georgia. Now, what about, uh, you know, obviously Alabama's down now. John Menchie, unfortunately, Josh Job, two standouts for Alabama. And, you know, I don't want to say those guys are worth 17 points or anything like that, but uh, it's kind of hard for me to believe that uh, it seems like a lot of people are overlooking the losses Alabama has suffered since that SEC championship. Do you think that, uh, you know, how big of a loss will those two key players be for the Tide? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, uh, so much of these title games and big-time games come down to one-on-ones. And it sounds simplified, but it's so true in football, the one-on-ones. And, um, you know, in, in the first round back in December, uh, Bama won most of those one-on-ones. I think for Georgia to win, they're going to have to step up in that department, you know, with Ringo covering Jamison Williams. Uh, losing Mechie for them takes out a threat, so that, that's a gain for Georgia. Um, I already spoke about the edge rush off the edge there against Evan Neal. Um, you know, so I think the one-on-ones are going to be huge. And then on the other side, when, uh, when Georgia has the ball, it's going to be George Pickens has to really have the game of his life, and um, uh, him and Bowers too. And Nick Saban's spoken very highly of Bowers as an opposing coach. You know, saying uh, obviously we know the receiving yards and and the speed as a tight end, but he's a physical downhill blocker too. So uh, those two guys, Pickens and Bowers, really have to step up, win those one on ones. Um, but uh, yeah, it's easier said than done against an Alabama team. Now, you know, I think Stetson Bennett. I think he gets a little bit too much criticism. You know, he's he's not Bryce Young. He's not a Heisman Trophy winner, and and I don't think he's you know should be in that same category. But I also don't think he's like this total liability. But that being said, do you think it's realistic for Georgia to win this football game if it turns into a, a shootout to maybe like the first to 35, the first to 40 points? I tend to believe personally that if it 
the game goes that way, it's going to favor Alabama. What do you think? Yeah, I think just the styles of both teams. Uh, a lower-scoring dogfight probably leans Georgia's way. That means that it's a defense-first game, and I like their defense over Bama's defense. If it goes to a shootout, that becomes more offense-based, and I like Bama's offense better than Georgia's offense. But after seeing them against Michigan, uh, you know, washing away that SEC title game, I was impressed by Bennett um, you know, stepping up into his throws. The deep ball he was hitting on, a, a couple of them went for touchdowns. Um, offensive line really just neutralizing one of the best pass rush duos. We kept hearing all week about how incredible this pass rush duo was, Hutchinson and Ajabo, and, mm-hmm. and I think they are for what it's worth, but credit Georgia for completely neutralizing that. So uh, that's a, a sign of improvement um, when they get another chance against Will Anderson and Bama's pass rush. So uh, those things combined, really the key, and again, not to simplify, it's turnovers. And, uh, you know, if Stetson Bennett can avoid the turnover, um, and that's really that's really hurt Georgia in a lot of their recent big-time games. Um, the SEC title a couple years back against Alabama, the, the national title before that, and all the way back. So if they can win the turnover battle uh, and give Bennett some time in there, have Pickens win the one-on-ones downfield, you know, that opens up the run game for that five-star uh, duo of running backs. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of storylines here. As you can tell, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I know it's trendy right now to just complain about the sport on Twitter or to just say how broken everything is. You know what? I say I love it. I mean, this is an incredible matchup coming up. Uh, you have a team that hasn't won in 40 years with Georgia, 1980. Of course, they're sick of hearing that. So they want to erase that memory uh, and go uh, hoist a national title. And then on the other side, you've got Nick Saban. And I know it's been covered a lot. And, and, and you say, oh, it's just he's just the best recruiter. Well, the way that he's built this dynasty is a lot more than just recruiting. He's really harnessed every tool of the modern game. I mean, let, think back to 2015 when he brought in uh, Lane Kiffin to really modernize the offense. He took advantage of that RPO new wave of offense. And then more recently, the transfer portal and the NIL game. I mean, he's, he's really uh, maximizing every new, uh, every new opportunity in this new uh, modern game. All right, moment of truth, Brett. Who you got winning the game, Georgia or Alabama? Well, uh, I think that it's, it's hard to beat a team like Georgia twice. I like Kirby Smart with those extra weeks to get a second chance at that Bama defense. He's such a great defensive schemer. Um, I think that they come out and get it done. And, uh, you know, Georgia, I'll say by, by six points they get it done. Uh, my game grader formula, for what it's worth, has it as a straight pick em. Um So that's kind of a, a boring take. You've got to have a winner here. you kind of a pick em, So, um, But I'm going to go with Georgia. I think, uh, you know, th- their time is here. They've had so many close calls. All the way back to Aaron Murray in 2012, they were two yards short. Um, I think that this is their time to get it done, and, and uh, Kirby Smart really gets that exclamation point on his resume. Well, Brett, you just made you a bunch of fans down there in Athens, so give him a follow at Pick 6 Previews. Don't forget the most accurate college football magazine of the 2021 season. Brett Sianca, I really appreciate you. Thanks again for stopping by the show once, once again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, uh, and, and to, to Cousin Shane and you both, congrats on another great season, 2021 season. Uh, I've been tuning in throughout the year, and I'm going to, you know, I go back and review the, the season in the off season. So uh, keep up the excellent coverage there, both video and audio now, um, and uh, we'll talk again over, over the off season. I can't wait. Just want to say thanks again to Brett for joining the show once again, one of my favorite people out there in the, the college football landscape, and he does an outstanding job with his pick six previews magazine but hey now the time for procrastination's over buddy (laughs) georgia alabama in the national championship game the bulldogs favored by two and a half it's come down a slightly it was it's been at three all week now it's at two and a half the over Mm -hmm. under 52 and a half points and the game kicks off eight o'clock eastern on espn seven o'clock central and about 5 o'clock, wherever Shane is right now. So <laughs> where are you going to be eating dinner and watching the football game, Shane? Oh, man, I have no idea just yet. I, I'm still trying to figure my way around this desert, this oasis, you know. <laughs> I, I, eventually, I'll, I'm going to find a TV big enough to, to watch this. I just want to make sure I'm watching it with people that enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, nothing against California, but sometimes you can run into a room and nobody even knows what football is. And I don't want to celebrate with them. You know, I want to find a couple of folks that are actually interested in the game. So uh, uh, so that's that's what I got to do. I got to find TV. But, Mike, I, uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I have been. I, I I thought the matchup with the SEC championship, I, I, it, I thought that was the national championship. I'm so glad these guys have an opportunity to do it again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's going to be a great ball game. 
I, I think they learned a lot from each other last time they played. I think they they excelled the following week. They they shown some things. Alabama a little bit more conservative, you know, which worries me because they didn't have to show too much. Uh, Georgia got a little trickeration in there, opened up the playbook, but still going to keep Alabama on their toes because, you know, we don't know the quarterback situation. I know everybody's saying Stetson. But they still, you still in the back of your mind are wondering. You have to, you have to game prep for two quarterbacks because it could happen. Because I think this is one of those games that clearly Georgia is going to have to think outside the box, get a little bit creative on the offensive side of the ball to win a national championship. Mike, <sighs> are we doing predictions already? Yep. It just seems like we should pet these teams a little bit more but let's get into it mike you know i i you know i'm you if you're coming here for hard-hitting analysis that is mike's area because when when i'm looking at these teams mike it's hard not to get passionate about both programs i love what georgia has done this season especially on the defensive side of the ball we're, i mean we are going they're going to film study this defense for many years to come because that's how good they have been every game but one this team had a wake-up call in the SEC championship. This offense stretched their legs a little bit when they played Michigan, and I love that, Mike, because they have got to get two-dimensional. You cannot just turn around and hand it off to Zeus. You cannot just turn around and hand it off to Cook. You are going to have to find some options in the passing game, and that's exactly what they did. And Buddy Stetson was throwing dimes. And it's it wasn't a pass. I mean, I'm telling you, Michigan is not a pushover team, but they made them look like Vanderbilt out there. Georgia dominated that game. I think these guys are laser focused. I think that they understand now the task at hand when they hear Alabama Crimson Tide. However. <laughs> I just told you the last four times these guys have met, yes, Georgia has made it competitive. They've all convinced us they should be in the game. But who walks away the victor, Mike? It's always Alabama. Why? Because they got the best quarterback in the game. Why? Because they got the best running back in the game. Alabama is freaking loaded just as much as Georgia is on both sides of the ball. And they have the ability to adjust. That's what I like most about this Alabama team is the halftime adjustments. It's the game adjustments. When they have a bad game like Texas A&M, they don't just pack their bags and leave. When they have a tough game against LSU, they don't just pack their bags and leave. They come back the next week bigger, badder, and stronger. And that worries me. I, I joked about Saban being in the leather jacket, but the man has got something up them damn sleeves, brother, <laughs> and we're going to see it. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. one comes to a national, especially Nick Saban, unless he plans on walking off. He's like a walk-off home. After he wins this natty, he ain't coming back. Maybe that's what he's excited about, that this is his last game, his legacy. That's uh, that's my little, my little dream. But needless to say, Mike, I'm rambling, and I'm going to get right to it here. Georgia and Alabama, this is going to be one of the best national championship games you have ever watched. And I think it comes down to the very last possession. And unfortunately, the 1980 joke will continue <laughs> because I've got Alabama winning 35-27. And it's nothing against Georgia, but you fooled me once. You fooled me twice, shame on me. <laughs> and dog nation celebrates with that selection <laughs> yeah. that's, right. that's probably right man oh you know my gut is never wrong mike no i'm just kidding <laughs> well you know going off of uh you know the, the stat you referenced there earlier shane i got another one that it's kind of the same deal but you know it's all about finishing for georgia like you said and the four times that Georgia has played Alabama, when it's Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban, Georgia has led 85-24 after the first half in those football games. So, I mean, Georgia has been dominant in the first half. It's all about how can you play for fourth quarters, how can you finish this ball game, getting the most consistent performance out of Stetson Bennett, 
You don't need him to be a hero. You just cannot have him be a, co- a goat. He threw a couple interceptions, almost threw. Well, hell, he had the one pick six. He nearly had another in the SEC championship mm-hmm. game. Now, it's not fair. You can't put it all on him because that game really came down to, Shane, aside from the two Georgia turnovers, Alabama didn't have any. That was obviously paramount. But explosive plays, Shane. That's early in that game. Georgia was up 10-0. They had complete control of the thing. But the entire ball Mm -hmm. game flipped when Jamison Williams caught that, what was it, a 50-, 60-yard pass, just tore right through the middle of that Georgia defense Uh that we all thought was, you know, hell, it looked like for a minute Alabama wasn't going to score at all. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) But as soon as they got that going, they got the hurry-up tempo going, they got their speed going, and that appears to be the kryptonite of this Georgia defense. So as strange as this is to say, Shane, if I'm Georgia Mm -hmm. Bulldogs, how I go into this matchup, you basically have to beg Alabama to run the ball because they ain't going to gash you for 50, 60 yards per play on the, in the ground game that, you know, Alabama that, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, that's what they wanted to do. They just wanted to ground and pound you play elite defense, and they were going to win a championship. But Alabama ain't built that way anymore, brother. They can't, cannot consistently run the ball. They can certainly run the ball. They ran all over Cincinnati's ass, but this is a a different challenge. And I think Georgia has got to give Alabama looks, a lot of looks of light boxes, and just challenge Alabama to come at them because, you know, (laughs) Georgia does not match up well with their secondary versus Alabama's receivers. We just saw it. But – when they do get in those obvious passing situations, you got to come after Bryce Young. And mm-hmm. I've tried to read everything and everything I can uh, about this matchup. And <laughs> some of the best stuff I saw, I want to give this guy a shout out. Brett Rawlings of UGA Sports, the uh, Georgia Rivals site. He's got these stats, Shane. Uh, in the third downs in the SEC championship, when, yeah. jo- when Georgia rushed only four players at Bryce Young, Bryce Young was four for four, 104 yards, and one touchdown. So he was incredible. Now, when Georgia rushed five or more, he was two for eight for 47 (laughs) yards and two first downs. So, I mean, it's clear as day. You you just cannot let this guy sit back there and pick you apart on third down. So that's got to be the difference in this matchup. You got to come after him. A little bit easier said than done. I don't think, uh, you know, I think – I don't want to say Georgia's defensive line that we all respect got exposed, but they don't really have those elite pass rushers. That It's got to come from the linebackers. It's got to come from the secondary. Uh, ever since mm-hmm. uh, Adam Anderson is, is no longer on the team, you know that they've really been missing that elite pass rusher in the, in the front seven. So maybe you got to get creative with your blitzes. I don't care how you do it. You got to come after Bryce Young on third down. And how about here? One more stat, Shane. This is incredible. George Pickens has been thrown 96 passes in his uh, college career that are defined as catchable passes. 96, he's caught 89 of them. So 93% of the time (laughs) he catches a damn ball when it's possible for him to catch it. So we got to get George Pickens more involved. I know he's he's had the injury, but he's had time. He's had an extra month now to to get into shape. And hell, they they ain't putting him on the field if he ain't uh, good to go. And And he was in the SEC championship. So George Pickens has got to step up and I'm not saying he's got to carry the offense, but in the red zone, being a weapon down the field, that has got to be, we, we all know Brock Bowers is incredible. He uh, damn near took over games there this season, including mm-hmm. against Michigan. He had over a hundred yards against Alabama in the SEC championship. But I think it's got to be someone else because I think Alabama is going to be keyed in all day we got to stop Brock Bowers. They already know he's their number one. And so for, right. for Stetson, he's got to be looking for Ladd McConkey. He's got to be looking at George Pickens. As long as it's catchable, George is going to be coming down with it. So, you know, those are my keys to the game. Just don't let Alabama's explosive plays beat you. And if Georgia can do that, I think they can win this football game. Shane, it's it's kind of like you said, they're, they're the team that uh, – hell, a lot of people were picking Michigan in that college football playoff. And Michigan got the offensive line award. Their two defensive ends were supposed to be, you know, one of them they're saying is going to be the top pick in the NFL draft. He didn't do a damn thing. 
The other guy right. who they're saying is going to be a top pick, he didn't register a stat. I mean, that's how <laughs> well Georgia was locked in, focused, and just eliminated those guys. Now, it ain't going to be that easy against Alabama. But, you know, I think getting getting kicked, being down, getting motivated. Jordan Davis, hell, I think he might even run to the – he's not taking the bus to the game, Shay. He's running into that stadium <laughs> to play the Crimson Tide Monday night. It's time, Shane. It's time for the jokes to end. I'm going Georgia 31, Alabama 21, 10-point victory mm. for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I think uh, I think this is a dawn of a new era here in the SEC. Alabama ain't dead. I'm not I'm not going full Dan Wilkin on you. They they'll probably win the national championship <laughs> next season based on everything they got coming back. But I think here on out, I think Georgia can uh, can be considered on level playing field with Alabama if they win this national championship. That may be why Saban's happy, man. He may got a 15 year contract <laughs> extension and. St- guaranteed stem cell research down there in mexico or something you know i mean the kid's living forever mike so i mean he's obviously happy about something and i can't help but laugh when i hear about jordan david i know i understand he's mad he's focused and but you know you, you can't you can't go running two days before you know that's like me i, I started a diet seven days ago to come on this trip you know i'm still not fitting in that bathing suit brother you know so <laughs> uh, you gotta go to work with what you got so this is gonna be a hell of a game mike we know it everybody knows it i think it's gonna be a tight game i, I keep hearing the lopsided things i don't think that happens i think right. i think these guys go toe-to-toe i hope georgia doesn't get gimmicky uh, i did like the running back pass last week but you don't need to do that you've mm-hmm. got plenty of talent on the outside you got plenty of talent on the inside you can go toe-to-toe with alabama you just got to be creative in your schemes so uh i that's that's what i want to see is just that side of the ball i, I want to see them just continue the development because what i saw last week excited me mike with this georgia offense and alabama scared me a little bit with their offense when they got that pressure on them but again it is alabama and they came into that game with a vanilla offense it was clear so there's a lot of stuff being held back in that one Mm -hmm. and that's what worries me and that's why i picked them brother you said don't pull any gimmicky stuff we were able to do that last week with michigan and cincinnati you know what i mean this is exactly this is a man's league right here this is a man's game the national championship, <laughs> yeah. SEC on SEC right. action. Cannot wait for it. And I'm right there with you, Shane. I know I picked a 10-point ball game, but I hope it goes down to the wire. I hope it's a one-point game, and <laughs> I think it could be. I mean, yeah, we sit here and talk a couple more minutes. I may pick Alabama. I, that's the type of ball game this could be, and uh, I just cannot wait for it. Mm, me either. I can't wait for that bar, Mike. We're wrapping this thing up. My glass has been empty for a couple of minutes now. So. Yeah, let's hop off the line, Shane. Just want to say thanks to all the listeners out there. It's been a tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous season, the best season yet. Uh, you know, I cannot thank uh, you guys enough for the continued growth of this show. And the best is yet to come. That We ain't uh, stopping just because, uh, you know, the, the season is coming to an end here Monday night. There's going to be tons of podcasts coming your way, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just going to get better and better. So I appreciate each Absolutely. and every one of you, and I appreciate you most of all, Shane, for continuing to show up here. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. We are going to have a recap show, so after the uh, after the national championship, be sure to listen because we are going to have uh, our thoughts uh, right after. So uh, looking forward to that, Mike. Looking forward to this next season as well. I'm looking forward to offseason. This is the one true offseason. I mean, Mike, yeah, I appreciate everything you've done. You know, everybody's saying, hey, where the hell's Shane at? You know, yeah, I took a little I took a little me time, you know, getting a little pampered <laughs> over here in California, <laughs> a, you know. But uh, when I get done here, it's 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 back to work, rolling up the sleeves. We got a we got an electric offseason. Uh, Mike finds tons of guests tons of inside and that's what you come for man so uh maybe your year didn't finish like you wanted it to but that's what the offseason is for it's the it's those those recruits you get off the transfer portals it's the you know it's a it's a recruit showing up on on the on the field and you're you're hearing rumors that he may he may be the next Bryce Young you know so it, it that's what the offseason is all about and we're going to be bringing out the content so appreciate y'all hanging out with us and uh, I'm looking forward to the 
Soak it up, guys. I mean, I, I know I joked about the Auburn fans, but this is the last college football game that we're going to have in a long, long, long time. And just just enjoy it. Even though you may not you like Alabama, you may not like Georgia, it's college football. It's the last one we got. So sponge it up, guys and girls, because it's going to be magical. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, that's a great place to uh... – Cut it off, Shane. I'll get you back to the bar. I do appreciate yes. you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Catch you on the next one. And look forward to the uh, the post game. It's going to be – Shane will be – it'll be about 6 o'clock out there. He'll be, a, he'll be awake for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be drunk at this one. So, I mean, there's no telling. We may have to do some extra editing. You're going to be up all night. But uh, I can't wait to get on here and talk about it. So, it's going to come out right after, Mike. So, let me just clarify for the fans here. We're going to do this right after the game, right? Yes, sir. All right. So we'll jump on right after the game. Mike will hit it up to click. Uh, he'll get the edit and uh, get that out the following day. So it's going to be hot, fresh reactions from <laughs> drunk Shane and his cousin Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. <laughs>